0: Today's program has been brought to you by Calavita. Think outside the bottle with Calavita, America's trusted family brand, makers of extra virgin olive oil and fine Italian food products. Calavita.com.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Wines of Bordeaux. Visit their website at bordeaux.com. Hi, this is Joe Campanelli, the host of In the Drink. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Welcome, Mike Colameco here. Food talk today. Hey, World Series is over. What a great game. I know. I know. We don't talk about sports on this, but that was epic. And congratulations for Chicago. A lifetime. How many generations? They haven't won this thing since forever. This, this is the first time. It's like yeah. the first time. A major city like Chicago, as cool, as cool a city as Chicago is, and they had been jinxed. It was such a good series, too. And I don't watch any baseball. I don't watch it. There's like 190 games in the season, and it's as boring as boring can get. It's just a stupid, and it starts in, like, the spring. and just. But I always watch the World Series, and that was a one for the, for the, uh, for the records, man. It was just great. Chicago dug their way back down 3-1 to 3-2 to 3-3, and then dug their way out last... Night, man. It looked like they were going to lose it in that eighth inning with a 3 1 homer. Back Holy and forth. shit. Back and forth. And this was after an epic dinner at Rouge Chamat. So I'm going to give a shout out to Pascaline and Linda and the team, Andy Bennett. Rouge Chamat, if you don't know, when they reopened, finally. Yeah. Beautiful space, beautiful space. Beautiful space. If you didn't know about them, you should. They were uptown on 60th or, just off of 5th, which is probably why you might not have known about them. Because yep. who the hell goes up there? Sorry, you're in Harlem, so you might want <laughs> so you your go way to, down. Uh, Rotisserie Georgette, it's like right next door. That's like, a no, great, you good. know, I have yet to go. Our friends of mine are great, and I think these are, there's a friendship there. supposed to be a badass. Very good. Killer roast chicken. Um, but anyway, yeah, Rouge was like four years uptown, closed. The space was huge. It was the old Coca, Copacabana space. Oh. It's where they filmed Goodfellas. Um, Or one of those movies That long scene in the hallway When they come in the back door Through the kitchen It was beautiful It was beautiful But too big And now they move to Chelsea 18th Street To an old carriage house And it's great The food's amazing It's super healthy food That's one of the premises You would never know it If you ate there But it's actually Kind of like a health food restaurant That's actually a Michelin Starred restaurant With killer food But very little fat Very little sugar not too much salt, but everything tastes amazing. But I don't know. I hate to say this, but the star of the show. It's Pascaline. Pascaline, that eight. Master it's Got a good song. team, too. Great team. Linda underneath her. Just badasses. So we were there yeah. last night, and we got blind-tasted. Whoa, oh man. It's always <laughs> like... But I wanted to. So this is sort of like... Anyway, let me introduce my, my, my guest here, Jeff Harding, who's the um, sommelier Waverly Inn, which is Graydon Carter's epic spot tucked away. What's the name of that street... It's the corner of bank and Waverly. Corner of bank and you know what you, it's you could tell where it is because there's always like fifteen big, huge black SUVs double parked outside and around the corner. Mm-hmm. It's like a baller place. Like every time you go there, it's like ex mayors, this fashion designer, the, the mayor, like like these ballers. It's like baller city. A little bit. Time to time, yeah, we get that. Nah, no, that's what I, when you, when you guys first opened up, you did not have a phone no. number. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have a phone number. That's no. how cool the Waverly yeah, Inn was, and it was packed. people. Yeah. yeah, you're like yeah. If you don't know how to get in, like go fuck yourself, man. And I remember like going there just feeling like Wow, what a little fish in this tank! It was crazy,
0: but it's it's a neighborhood place too. We have really worked hard to keep that, and so the neighbors are really and the important. food's always and been the food's really solid. good, comfort yeah.
1: solid food. It's, it's like people good. always ask me. Why. I knew with John DeLucy when he was there, and he kind of replicated that everywhere he went with all of his menus. Yeah, was just to it's make thing that familiar things that people. It's, this isn't tweezer food. It's right. not overly constructed and wrought. But guess what? It's bloody it's freaking delicious. Very good. just like American bank shot shit. Yeah, Would exactly, and it's it's a niche it's like people aren't doing that anymore so it has its thing the wine list is kind of like yes that too. less and less people are doing it a big in New York so and there's always a market for it which yeah. is a good thing sometimes yeah. you just want to eat it's like going home yeah you want to eat and food that you recognize and I have to think too much it's
0: also I think our focus is like you're there to see your friends we're not going to entertain you with the food the food's gonna be good the wine's gonna be good but yeah. you're there to see your friends and we're not gonna interrupt you Bingo. to take your attention away from
1: your friends so, for those of you that live in and around New York City, this weekend, Sunday, Monday, for the first time ever, a woman who's French, named Isabelle Leggeron, but she lives in London, has for years. She's a master of wine, which is really kind of, kind of extraordinary. It's kind of like, like we are talking about, we've had a few, men. we've had Pascaline on this show, we've had Roger Dagor on the show, we've had Fred Dex on this show, we've had Laura Maniak on the show. So there you go, there's four They're MS's. MS's. He, she's an MW. MW, which is just as technically rigorous, perhaps even a little bit a little more, more, but like no service. Bookish. Right. But a little more bookish, yeah. but no service aspect. Because right. the service aspect of, the, of... It's tough. That's what Laura... The first time Laura didn't pass, that's yeah. what she screwed up on. Because yeah. that's really weird. They just throw you these curveballs and... They try to get you. They, they, tr- they, they push you until you fail. And that's you, they, how correct. far you go till you fail. And correct. that's a way of doing it. Correct. And they don't want... And there's this fine line between you being too familiar. Like, they kind of want... It's still that yeah. old school of... They kind of want you to be step-back-ish, yeah. kind of like the, the apron folded, over your, or the, the side towel folded yeah. over your arm kind of thing. But anyway, she's a master of wine, and she's a huge advocate of natural wine. She has been. She just fell into it about 10 years ago, has a great book on it called Natural Wine. Book. She's had these events that she's moved around Europe over the last four or five years called Raw, R-A-W Wine. And this is the first one ever in New York. It's Sunday and Monday. It's not that expensive. There's going to be a ton of producers oh, there. Go,
0: go. You get right in with those people. You get to meet the people who are passionate, growing the stuff in their garden. And, I mean, you get right in there and talk to them.
1: Bingo. And taste all their wines. Yeah. And there's going to be panels. Pascaline will be there with Alice Firing. Alice Firing will be there by herself one day. She's been an advocate of natural wine since, you know, the, the day the sun rose on the earth for the first time. A um, lot of great people, a lot of talent, a lot of chances to taste great wine. Isabella will be doing a speech. It's going to be great. I'll be there on Monday at 3 doing a one-hour panel, just just me and Tony Cattori. And Tony is like one of the great American pioneers of natural wine. His dad was a... Well, they grew up in San Francisco in the Bay Area, and they always had a country home near St. Ellen in Sonoma, and his dad was kind of raised these two hippie kids, and he studied special ed, and his brother studied something else, but they ended up falling in love with wine, and they took over this little tiny winery in 1972 when Sonoma was like apple orchards and corn cobs and stuff and was not really producing wine, and they've been doing bio natural yeasts organic since day 1 no so2 which is crazy so i've got a million questions to ask this guy oh. you know this this was like this was the same time that lapierre came in from from Beaujolais in the Paris with the, and presented these wines that they had never seen in Paris before. And then it began to take off in France, this idea of natural wine. This was a gang of four of Kermit Lynch's Mm -hmm. team from, uh, from Beaujolais and, and others in the Loire Valley. Of course, I mean, Latour has been organic for years and DRC has been bio for years. And, um, now Ponte Canet is leading the way and Palmer in yep. Bordeaux with, and more and more organic in Bordeaux too. Which is surprising because Bordeaux to me was always looked like, the, especially that side. The, the, you know, the Omedoc always looked like the lunar landscape. You would go there and there'd be yeah, nothing growing. so manicured and everything.
0: But yeah. there's so many more people out there in the coat and the outlying regions who it's again, it's like their garden and they're living there and they're making those wines where they live and it's like a garden product. Like grandma would put her canned okra to you and these guys are putting their little wine that they made.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we were... we, we were been there twice in the last two years and um I've never the left bank's always sort of like the gold standard with the first growth star, but I've loved what they're doing. I mean, I was a lot of what's going on in the right bank now is especially That's to your exciting, point. Yeah. These, these fourth, fifth generation vignerons that are just you know, they want to respect the soil, the young kids and they've been they talked to their parents and said, Hey, let's do it my way. Right. You know, well let's, let's get a healthy ecosystem, let's run other crops off season. Monocrop production's never never good for the soil, so let's figure out a way exactly. to do this thing. Exactly. And the values are crazy. I mean I've had Petro Capiella in the show talking about it. I mean, I, I laugh because in a way, my taste is sort of esoteric and has been drifting, drifting towards lighter and lighter in the last 10 or 12 years. But every time I would go look at, like, I don't have a cellar, per se, but I've got a bunch of refrigerators that are overloaded with wine and came And I would look at them and think, Jesus Christ, half of what you're drinking is Red Bordeaux. You know that. Oh, no. Because that's where the value is. I mean, I love it. Yeah. I grew yeah. up as a 60-year-old guy growing up in restaurants working in America in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, all good restaurants had. With Bordeaux, Champagne, and Burgundy. Yep. I mean, Italy wasn't really in the mix much. California might have been a little bit, because I was bit. at the Four Seasons years ago, and and the Covey and Margatay, the owners, were big fans of, of bringing California vintners in. But, um, you know, I just grew up. And, and, you know, remember that if you went back, a while back on Instagram, I posted a picture of the wine list from Windows on the World when I was there. Yeah. The the regular wine list, Kevin's Raley's list for the public. And, you know, 1st growth. On the list really like twenty five, it's crazy. There's 32. a th- there's the New York, Pub- New York Public Library Limer, has this yeah.
0: thing, the Menu Project, something yeah. like that, and it's you amazing. look at these menus even from the seventies, and you see what first growth cost. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, as a chef working in New York in the, even in the eighties, I could go to Sherry Liam or Morel and buy cases of wine that were superb. Case, you know, wines for eighteen twenty dollars a bottle. Yeah, oh, which yeah. was a bit of a splurge. But I mean, today those same bottles would be like three hundred. Yep. Uh, so, you know, who's drinking them? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the raw wine thing, it's in Brooklyn. It's the Jefferson Stop. Google it, raw wine. Google it. All the information is there. It's going to be a blast. Um, Sunday, Monday, open to the trade, open to the public. You get Again, you get to meet all the winemakers. You'll see the dirt under their fingernails. You'll taste their passion, taste their wines. It's going to be a real eye-opener with great panels. And it's the Jefferson Stop and then a little bit of a short walk off of the L train, now that we still have the L train. Well, so anyway, talk a little bit today. I, I was at... Um, It had nothing to do with you guys. A couple of months ago, I got an invite to go to Blue Hill from another friend of mine in the wine business. And the owners might be one of these. It was the Lord. We, we were there
0: together. Yeah, the Baronie Lorton with Chateau Quenemont. We went Barnes up Sark. to.
1: I mean, you get an invitation to go to Blue Hill at Stone Barns for lunch and drink I I'm like, Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Is, can <laughs> you give me your ride? And they're like, Yeah, we'll get you yeah, a car. We'll get you a ride. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Yeah. yeah, f you. She was so awesome. She was so awesome. And the Lorton family is kind of epically legend because the dad, dad Lorton, I think he had 11 sons and daughters, and oh, and he just got each one of them. <laughs> Them. Here's a chateau. Here's, Here's a ch- a chateau. You got a Here's chateau. A chateau. <laughs> so Brain and the other guy that's in Graves. I mean, and they're all like really epic, like Dour for Vivance. Yes.
0: There's, uh, God, what
1: are they all? And the point was we were drinking Sauternes before the meal with all the courses. With uh, appetizers in the little bar area with yes. the hors d'oeuvre things. Yes. yes. And, and what made it work was two things. There's wonderful balance and there's this backbone of acidity yeah. that cuts straight through. So, like... And the old days, or in some places maybe still today, they think of sauternes because there is a great amount of residual sugar. I mean, am I guessing minimum sauternes bar sac? We're looking like a, upwards of 110 to like 190 grams. Is that too technical? That I'm, I don't even pay attention to the okay. sugar stuff. Well, they they brought it down because I remember like way it's, back. Well, there's it, varied. There's it's varied. varied for sure in house styles. But yeah. I remember doing like years ago. I went to the, one of those en premier things in Bordeaux where they, you know, you go out there and you taste these wines that aren't even drinkable yet. and You're supposed to be making judgments on them. Yeah. It's how they yeah. sell. Yeah. It's how they sell the wine through the goseals. It's how they get yeah. scored. Yep. Bordeaux. is yep. a very weird place in that way. It's kind of their own little bubble world. But the truth is, you get to taste these amazing wines, yeah. and then at night they have these gala Where you're at these big tables of ten and twelve, and the producers will bring verticals of their wines because this is—they've got all the world coming from them: China, Japan, Singapore. Everyone's there to taste during the day the wine that's baby wine that's six months old, and then at night you have this great food. And one of the one of the days we went to Decam and did a vertical, and I was amazed at how the style, their style, had gone from being I felt. You know, when you're drinking the stuff in the seventies and eighties was just so syrupy, so yeah. heavy, yeah. so overwrought, so you know, gotta be close to two hundred grams of residual sugar to like the modern Decam, or it was just much leaner and much crispier. I, I feel
0: that the the style is sort of changing and the more modern and the more young young people are making it just there's just a vibrancy that's there. The the old stuff it, it's you wanna kinda sit. And just be with it, and it's much more serious. But someone once told me that those sugars kind of knit together, and the molecules become more complex. So rather than like honey, you have like beeswax, mm. and you get those old things. And you just want to sit, and it's kind of like just being with your grandmother. But it's more fun to go on a date, you know, with the young stuff. And it's like it's vibrance, it talks back, it has a lot more, like you said, the acidity. It's just it's it's exciting, mm. and the young stuff is pretty cool to drink with. Much more varied things.
1: So we did that day, and the point made. I mean, we had this great, of course, the kitchen up there is insane. We had, I think it was a pork course for the main. the pork was sick. It was sick. Slow roast one. And the crisp was just gorgeous, and the wines were super, so... So it used to be, i am got long-winded, and, and as usual, I kind of went off course here. It used to be thought that you would serve. I mean, in the old days, there, there sort of the law with fraternity goes with dessert. Yeah. Now that our palates have changed so much, everybody thinks, from chefs to waitstaff and servers to anyone that knows food, that pairing something sweet with something sweet is probably not the best idea. Well, I also think that nowadays
0: a dish is more composed you have a crunchy component yeah. and a soft and a slick and a oily you have a salty you have a sour and you have these composed dishes that don't need wine whereas old classic dishes and that's honestly what like dover Soul and chicken pot pie the things we do at the waverly they're classic things that want wine and and so this more the more classic things they want wine and uh that's my point with that, but the younger style of Sauterne is much more food friendly to have with a more variety of things. Like spice gets amped up by the sweet wine. Um, you can have it as a of I
1: use it in cocktails. It's just a lot more varied. Correct. Used to be considered, like, the go-to for foie gras and, and the go-to cheese. with desserts and blue cheese. And it still yeah. was great with blue cheese and, and it's, it's great with goat cheeses. Yeah. And, yeah, it still works with foie, but I'm not so crazy about the dessert pairing. But the idea was, and L'Otone really opened my eyes to this, was drinking this through the meal. And, I mean, sadly, uh, to be to be on the, the reality business side, having visited the region, Barsec and turn often, knowing the producers, the... Um, the consumption has slid slowly, yeah. year after year after year. And there's some things I like. Lo- Armagnac's another thing I just love that yeah. I'm a huge fan of the producers. I mean, Cognac's just LVM. It's just these big brands mm. that, you know, it's double distilled. It doesn't have a lot of personality. Mm. It's overly hyped and advertised. And Armagnac is kind of like these little flinty producers of yeah. individual. It's more you know. interesting. I mean, DeRose is like the hero of these I'm guys. Really so much more interesting. Stuff, so much yeah. more nuanced to me. And yet every time I'm going there, I'm seeing like more and more vineyard just being turned up because yeah. it's harder and harder and harder market well luckily in in the sweet
0: regions they're more making some dry wines which i think is a way to not rip up the vines they're making y with uh i i guess r with riosec s with Sudero, and they're they're ripping good wines they're amazing um so you have that alternative but they're also i think there's a good push to show people that you can drink these wines with i was just in Barsac, with had la bluade and these two young guys they open a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips Unbelievable! It blew my mind to taste that and just sit around with these two guys in their farm. You know, their galoshes from the morning work, and it was unbelievable. And drinking Sauternes. and potato chips, Lays, <laughs> the French Lays, salevina. Yeah, it was unbelievable.
1: Gotta love it. So we're gonna take a quick break. Um, the show today's gonna be a little bit shorter. We had a cancellation last night. One of the guests, it happens, I had to go out of town for an emergency. So we're gonna take a quick break for the people to bring this show to you and other shows on this network, um, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna we're gonna drink some wine and talk about it. Um, I think we have three three bottles. Yeah, we have three. All right, we talk about to talk about wine and what's going on in Bordeaux and so sort on, of, and kind of what makes it. Because I, I mean, tasting notes to me is boring. Talking about wine and that's why there's never been really like a really successful wine TV show. Because who the hell wants to see people like going? Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make for entertainment Sound unless you're a complete text. wine freaking yeah. geek. But the story behind it. Roll that lens back and let's talk about Semillon, Sauvignon Blanc. The Gironde, the fog, and Botrytis. And how this magical thing happens in this region that's completely unique to the microclimates of there. Um, there, You you get Botrytis elsewhere in the world. You get dessert wines elsewhere in the world that are very late harvest for different reasons. But this region is just unique for what it is. And I'll let you run with that right after this spot. folks Mike Calameko here everybody knows that great cooking really starts with great ingredients and these days we have so many options to choose from well. I go back to the Colavita family brand for years, and there really is a Colavita family behind this brand. I got their story long after I started using their products. Back in the mid-'80s, when I was the chef at the Ritz-Carlton here in New York City, one of the things you can do as a chef is order your own food. You do the purchasing, and we switched olive oils to Colavita. Uh, When I had my own restaurant down in Cape May, New Jersey, the Globe, for years, that's all we ever poured at the table. That's all I ever cooked with. And then when I started my PBS show in 1999, I thought, you know, if I'm going to look after underwriting and funders, why don't I go after products that I actually use at home? that I actually cook for my family with and in my restaurant with. I've been working with them for 15 years with the PBS series and now with Heritage Radio. The Colavita family goes back generations in Italy. They make their olive oil from great sourced olives, traceable sourced olives, just south of Rome in Molise province, Abruzzo, which is where my family hails from. Since then, their families moved here, so there's Colavita's living in Rome, Colavita's living in America. It's a great trusted family brand. It's the olive oil I use, and I would recommend you try it as well. So when you think of the great wine regions of the world historically, I mean, you, you're going to be led back to Bordeaux, Burgundy, Champagne. Okay, maybe Piedmont Italy, too. And as a chef growing up, boy, if you were working in great restaurants in the 70s and 80s, they were mostly all French, and we grew up drinking Bordeaux and Burgundy and Champagne with impunity. Well, fast forward to today, and I just, just got back from the 2015 Bordeaux harvest. We were there for a week with a bunch of sommeliers. It was so much fun, and I'll tell you, this isn't your grandfather's Bordeaux There's a whole new generation of young vignerons working with this great terroir that they've lived on, this soil That they know that they've grown up with And the great varietals that we all know and love Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Cab Franc Petit Verdot, Malbec You know, this, this style of Bordeaux Now that's younger, that's fresher, that's Meant to be consumed now And not cellared, because honestly, which of us Has a cellar? And who wants to buy a bottle of wine And wait ten years? So The Bordeaux whites are amazing, Uh, you know, Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon. like, hello, two grapes that we know, the reds are all sorts of different stories from the left-bank style that are a little more Cabernet Sauvignon-driven, a little more structured right-bank, a little more Merlot, a little easier, um, a little more upfront-friendly, but... If you haven't thought about drinking Bordeaux wine, give it another shot. For 15 to $35 in that price range, which is my price range, there's tremendous value in there. So if you're walking past a Bordeaux wine, stop, grab a great bottle. These are some of the most food-friendly wines on planet Earth. They hey, bingo. One more time, I want to chill out for the Raw Wine Event. Coming up, folks, if you're around New York, you're listening to the show, and you're in Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Manhattan any of the boroughs, North Jersey, whatever, come on out to Brooklyn this Sunday and Monday. Um, Isabelle Legeron she is a wonderful, she'll be doing her own panel. I'm sure it's going to be standard only. This is her event. She's done a, a bunch of them in Europe. This is the first one in New York ever. And you're going to get a chance to meet some really, really passionate vignerons. And you're going to be able to dive in the deep end of the pool of natural wines. And kind of how she defines it is kind of, she gives them a break. It's less than, well, I don't want to go into a Kudla website. I want to go into the whole thing about how she defines natural wines because it gets really sticky about the, yeah, yeah. the SO2 warriors and the yeah. This warriors. And All right, all right. All right. So, first wine you've poured. Talk this, to me about this. Okay, so
0: this is a second label of Chateau Sudereau, Sudereau. Uh It's called Castelnau de Sudero. In the southwest, Castelnau is an old, I guess, Oc, Occitan word for castle, like mm-hmm. chateau. Mm-hmm. So, this is their second label. So, it's got a little less botrytis. Um, one of the things to think about is the big houses have more labor, so they're going to go through the vineyard more times. Like, I- I can will go through, like, so, ten right, times. Talk
1: about this, because—so the Botrytis is this rot. We promised we are going to do this. Yes, okay. So it's this rot that occurs because—
0: It's the furthest part south of Bordeaux. Right. It's close to the river, and it's got this pine forest that keeps the fog. So the fog comes off the river in the morning. It goes—it actually goes a little bit north, too, into saint croix du mont and Cadillac, and then it goes into Barsac, Serrance and Sauternes. So you get this fog— That gets the mold going, and then... It's moldy. It
1: starts to mold, and the sun burns it off and starts to dry the grapes, and that happens every day. Every day towards the end Ideally. of the season right, for a, a month and a half. And by the time you're getting close to harvest, when you look at these grape clusters, if I can say this, it, they look disgusting. Disgusting. Like, and I like know rotten, I, fuzzy raisins. Dead mice. They look yep. like dead mice hanging <laughs> off of a vine. <laughs> they're gray, and they're fuzzy. And sometimes you can't even see the grapes are obscured by the amount of this mold because they've poked little holes in the grapes. Yep. There's this kind of symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And what they're, they're so what's happening is the the grapes are sort of drying out, water is going out, out sugars, sugars are concentrated, increasing. and you've got these flavors that are actually being imparted from it, the botrytis. It changes this mold. the
0: sugar, it changes the acidity, so you have levels of complexity that are beyond just what you have
1: in wine. And I have no idea what the history is like when they figured out that this wasn't a complete disaster. Let's the, rip up so these the legend, vines and plant corn. The legend
0: is like, <laughs> I want to say the 1200s and somewhere in Tokai that the Hungarians were invading and he had to delay harvest and he came back and found these raisins and mm-hmm. de- love, might as well press what we got. And that's the story? And that's the story. That's hysterical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but to your point, so at this, so now we're talking about a region that's entirely hand harvest. But normally hand harvest is like, eh, if you have the money, you could probably do 2 packs on like a regular vineyard to get the clusters that are perfect and then wait maybe three or four more days or a week for the ones that aren't quite right. But with the nature of Sartre and Barsac, it's not uncommon in some vintages for everybody down there to do six, seven, eight, nine, ten freaking passes to get them at at optimum ripeness. Then the wines are gathered, brought in. It's a really delicate crush. Yeah. And you... you let them sit, so you've got this
0: really sticky, syrupy juice. A lot of sugar, a lot more sugar than in regular juice, and so the fermentation happens. And then it just, when the alcohol gets to that certain point, around thirteen, fourteen percent, that kills the yeast, and you still got all that sugar. So now you've got wine with the high alcohol, high complexity, and um, un- unbelievable flavor. As I think you can see, in crazy,
1: crazy flavor. So a year ago, two thousand fifteen, we were there for the harvest. And we were with a, a Satone producer, and we were there in the fields when he was picking. And I said, you know, I, I do this everywhere. I do this at Albarino. I've done this in Beaujolais. I've done this. Every time I do a wine show where I can be there when I crush, I ask, can I taste the juice It's so good. To taste it I out want of the crush? To taste, like, I, I want to taste the grape juice first. And then can I taste it treat. out of the fermentation tank? Can I taste it on its leaves? Yeah. And then let's at the end, we, we can do a, a vertical. I want to taste it all the way. And so we were there, and we actually put a glass underneath. The, it was it a it refreshing thing. It's that's awesome. And so, it, so this cloudy liquid comes out because obviously this, this is just the fresh grape juice. But it was there already It yeah. was like sweet grape juice Really sweet yeah. Then he had a fermentation tank going That was like maybe eight or nine days in So it was, it was still oh, bubbling huh. And we tasted that fermentation tank cool. And already like you could get the You could layers. get this kind of candy ginger And layers and yeah. honey notes oil, Flowers, flowers like, it, was, it was just remarkable yeah. And then we went back in his coven and tasted stuff And I'm like that's, that's cool. just such a treat Yeah And it's, it's, there's, you get the acid, there's a tannic
0: structure. This, to me, this Casano is a little more classic. It's got a, it's young. What is this, 2010? To me, this is like apple pie, but there's a a brightness of like, if you use the right apples, you get that acidity in there. And it's, and there's a level of like funkiness that gives it, gives the complexity. So you could have this with like fried chicken. Um, You could have, I like this with bacon
1: bacon in and Saturn,
0: right, right. I mean I know the bacon
1: craze, but uh, it's, it's <laughs> no, but too. And we awesome. had this pork the idea of doing like those braised That's pork bellies cuz you've got all perfect. that fat in the pork and a lot of times there's like going to be a sweet element yep. and a salt element and it just cuts through all of that. It it, it works with all that. And also t- serving temperature, we should talk about that too.
0: I this is pretty much perfect. I think it was we brought it out a little bit warmer, but we had it nice for a few minutes. Um Actually, when I taste, I like, I don't mind tasting wine that's been in someone's bag carrying around for samples all day because you taste flaws. When it's cold, cold and bubbles hides flaws. And if you taste a wine that's not the perfect temperature, you can taste a flaw. So, um, but this is actually perfect. Um, This is probably a little bit warmer than if it was in
1: your refrigerator. Yeah, the refrigerator is too cold. So, if you take, my rule of thumb is, I, I always complain, like in New York, if you have a great restaurant that you can build in your dreams, you have refrigeration for your—I guess we're going to pour it in the water. Okay. That's sad. Um, in New York, in restaurants, if you're perfect, you can have a wine program where all of your wines are kept at correct temperature. The white wines would be around 48 to 52. The red wine somewhere in the low 60s, yeah. mid-60s. But 90% of the restaurants, the red wines are on the floor. It's, and the white wines are know, in a walk-in box. You're in the city, you don't have much space, so yeah, you. you so that means your white wine, your red wines are always too hot. So it's almost invariable for me to go to a restaurant. And it could be a really good restaurant, it just doesn't have enough refrigeration where I get the red wine. They pour it, I taste it, I say, it's don't great. be
0: afraid to ask your somebody, hey, can you stick this in that's, ice for five minutes? Don't got, be afraid
1: to do that. That's my next line. I will just ask them, do me a favor. I know it's a red wine. This is gonna sound weird. Give me ten minutes on ice, and then bring it to table to be perfect. Or and conversely, the white, the white wines. To your point is yeah. when I'm drinking white wines at home, and I'm keeping them in, my, in a refrigerator because my my wine. Cave is too full. I bring them out a half an hour before It's too them. cold in your refrigerator, yeah, right. for sure. Too cold. 38 30 to 40 degrees is too cold. What's your next one? Okay,
0: the right? next one, this is the one we tasted with Berenice up at Blue Hills. So this is the second label, again, of um, Chateau de Climens, which is in Barsac. Barsac and Sauternes make up the appellation of Sauternes, and that's kind of like the brand that is the most expensive. Um, and we're tasting affordable wines, the second second wines that are a little more affordable for everyday wine. And the half bottle price, this is going to be like, you know, 20 bucks. You can keep it in your refrigerator for for a week or two, and it's going to stay good. Um, this is also, there's uh, cypress trees around Chateau Climence, and so it's a play on words. Cipre also means so close to Chateau Climence, so it's just off. It's nearby, but it's not the exact one. So uh, the second label, they're going to have less trees, which is the path through the vineyard, and you're going to have more regular grapes in there, so you get, it's a little less complex. It's a little more... Um, Versatile, a little, little more like, uh, I think, in an aperitif. And every time you talk about sweet wine, people say, "Oh, I don't like sweet wine." But do you know how much sugar is in your Cosmopolitan or your margarita? And it's produced by these multinational companies, and the sugar is like corn syrup. And this is family, yeah, it's corn, family <laughs> grown. It's probably organic or sustainable, and someone lives nearby, and they're not spraying the shit out of their vineyards because their kids are running through them. It's just it's a no-brainer, and there's acidity. It's like you're in a cosmopolitan. You have your lemon or your lime as your acidity and your cranberry, and you've got your triple sec, which is, like, bought in Hungary or some crap or China. (laughs) And this is, like... It's unbelievable. So yeah, this know. is just a
1: <laughs> cosmopolitan. People, people still drink those things. Not Sorry. so much cosmopolitan, but whatever. But margarita, like the I vodka, crazy. Were you alive in the '90s? Oh my God! But do you remember please. those those charts
0: of like what calories are in? The yeah, t- lowest just, calories: is Diet Coke and Bacardi. But the highest calorie is a margarita because they compensate for the acid in the lime, you have to put so much sugar in yeah.
1: there. Yeah. We should also talk grape varietals. So you're going to see two grape varietals used exclusively: Semillon, Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc.
0: And we know Muscadel what those also. do. Huh? Muscadello. also.
1: Muscadel also. Sorry about that. But on the ones we're having today, it's only those two. Okay. Right. I believe. I looked at the tech sheets last right. night. I could be wrong. I could distract This my one we're
0: drinking now is 100% Simeon. So Sémillon is a little more broad. It's a little more full-bodied. Right. Some, when you drink it dry, it's if someone says they want full body but they don't like Chardonnay, you can get a, I, in white Bordeaux. You get a nice Sémillon, and so it's broad on the palate. And you can taste this. You can taste. I think there's like there's a glycerol uh, oiliness on the tongue from
1: this, but it's it's certainly not heavy. But it's broad. It's broad on the palate. So in most of the Bordeaux whites you drink in the Graves region, Antrimed, what you're drinking is a blend or or a single varietal of those two grapes. And Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc has that sort of grassy tropical fruit notes, kind of lean, a little more acid. Semillon gives a little more oily, a exactly. little more weight, a little more a little mm-hmm. more heft to it. You got That's it. been my take on it.
0: I think you're exactly right. You can get varieties. I mean, depending on what yeast use and things like that, you can have a variety. And I use how to long think,
1: on lees? Are you betonage? Are you not? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. and
0: it's like you can have a New Zealand style Sauvignon Blanc. It's all gooseberry and boysenberry. You can have that grassy note you get in Sancerre. You can have, and there's a wide range within Sauvignon Blanc. And, and we
1: didn't even mention cat piss. And I I sorry, but I. I, uh, I, I, I think
0: that's the entry point for getting people to understand that this is the Sauvignon Blanc. People are familiar with the grape because Sancero has gotten so crazy. But you get – I mean so the Sauvignon Blanc comes from Bordeaux. Drink white Bordeaux. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. And if you don't want to drink white Bordeaux, go up to Loire Valley and drink <laughs> sorry sorry, <laughs> no, pascaline it. she's listening somewhere all right
0: this is delicious this is amazing and uh so also I, for, so, so for to... me
1: for me i'm thinking blue cheese yeah bank shot yep i'm thinking most goat cheeses would be great and then i'm also thinking like like fruit-based desserts this is
0: also to put to replace any cocktail that uses the lay like a white negroni i have a mm. white negroni at the restaurant that i use turn instead of the lay so you can kind of see the complexity of the lay i always say it's like Barks and roots and crap with liquor, and the complexity is there, but from a different place. Like mulete, you have those. It's wine, yeah. It's fortified wine, and then you have all the things soaking in it, and you get all those from just the natural complexity of the yeast and the sugar and
1: the botrytis in here. And there's that. The lat, I mean, you got you got a lot of RS. So I don't know. We're gonna guess 130, 140 mm-hmm. grams, but there's still this acid backbone that it's, makes this. That it's kind of like people, it, like Americans. I think I know for a fact for sure. We've become more acclimated to acid as a flavor component. She has to use yes. it constantly, sneaking it in, in, in dishes all the time, yeah. whether microplaning orange or adding limes, lime um, – squeezing lime or lemon or vinegar because it's, it's kind of a polishing agent. It and I remember when – like, It refreshes. It refreshes. It kind of – right. It, it acts as kind of like a countervailing force. Like if you bite an apple – like we're in apple season now. It was a today, so I'm just buying all these varietals of apples. Then you go home – give them a wash, give them a bite, and it's like, it's, like, it's like, that's like the perfect eye-opener. But that's you know, like Red it's Delicious sweet, and Golden Delicious don't have any acid. They're not interesting. Not interesting at all. So the ones that are interesting McIntosh, are the ones that are... Gala, you right, go back,
0: you want right, more, because right. that acid, it like cleans your palate, And even in like pineapple,
1: back. we think of pineapple as being sweet, but we make pineapple, so great, it's acid. Like super acid. Yeah. What makes grapefruit, makes all these things. What makes fruit mostly so wonderful that's is exactly that countervailing right. yeah. force of sugar and acid playing well together. And that's, so many
0: sweets, you could have a bite of pie or whatever it is, a, or a caramel or something, and you're like, okay, I'm done. This stuff, that acidity, it just, it cleans, and you want to go back for more. Your palate is left wanting more, and I think that's, that's a good wine or a good dish when you want more.
1: All right, last one here. All
0: right. So this is, the point of bringing this one is from Serence, which is outside of the Sauternes Appalachian, but it's... Um, Often these are the really good values and I was telling Gabriella that if you see a serence or a Lupiac or a Cadiac um, in a wine store, they're probably gonna be pretty good because it's a darling of the wine shop. Because so turn and Barosec is gonna sell itself, the Clemence, the Echem, the RioSec, they're gonna sell themselves. So if you see a Cerence, a Cadiac, Lupiac, that's somebody's heartthrob wine, a coup de coeur, Daniel Janus calls it. Um, that is there for a reason. Hmm. So though I fell in love with this wine at Harlem Eat Up this past summer. And we were right next to Marcus Samuelson's booth. And he had a udon noodle with like a black bean vinaigrette and some cucumber. And it was a spicy Asian dish with shredded chicken. And this wine, I was like, drink this wine with that dish. It's unbelievable with like a spice dish. And Berenice talked our dinner with at Blue Hill. Berenice talked about how the sweet and the acid in this Amps up all the flavors in a hot wine. The sugar calms down the spice, but it amps up all those flavors. You always have those gingers and those secondary flavors that you get in Asian food, and that's why it's such a great pairing with this wine. Do you get the floralness? The like it's kind of like a third thing outside of Barsac and Sauternes. It's a little more floral. It's a little more gingery. It's a little more just. Mm. It's in a way, it's simple, but it's also intriguing, and you want to go back. It's exotic.
1: Totally different weight. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here, and I could be wrong, because I, I am often wrong. But having my notes here, during fermentation, it's pulled off the leaves and must. Do you know that? Sorry. Yeah, because, uh, because
0: the leaves have that, that, that funk, the rot. You have okay. to pull it off. You don't spend so much time on leaves. This is
1: a totally different weight. I mean, I'd say it's... Well, you're right. I mean, the nose doesn't, you're not getting that super honey, super acacia, super. It's almost beeswax-y like a turn
0: and a wine mix. Mixed together. Yeah.
1: So the, and maybe a little more floral, but less on the, on the sweet honey, white, f- white flower side of it. Yeah. And then in the mouth, too, the weight's totally different. I'm guessing this is maybe under 100 grams of digital sugar. Who knows? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And, um, it probably isn't even on here.
0: But yeah, and it's, there's something like a, I get it like a white tree bark that like that tannin kind of like brings you back you know you I want, can't I,
1: now I'm going to go like drive to a birch and tree lick a, and lick like an it. aspen tree or something right yeah. lick an aspen tree I got two I can go to New England I go to Colorado that's great I love these wine. that's the funny thing about wine too it's like our reference we were talking about this yeah. last night we were in blind tasting it's like all of us have different equipment. Like some of our noses, like you're, you're going to be really, really strong true. at some things and blind at others. There's, I can never smell like citric notes. I can never get lemon and wine, and other I people do. not smell those. I don't, I don't I smell I, acidic notes. I can't. Yeah, it's or, some people, or, or even if this, some people say, oh, I'm, I'm getting like microplane lemon. I'm like, I'm not getting anything. Um, I'm, smoke? I mean, if it's oak from smoke, I'm getting yep. it. If it's volcanic, I'm getting it. But I smoke cigars, so I'm like less immune. And back to the cat pissy thing. I remember we were doing a tasting once with a bunch of friends of Sauvignon Blanc, and I'm like, I can't stand these. I can't stand yeah. these grassy cat piss, grassy. And then like the one guy's, where are you getting cat piss? you said, Do you have a cat? He says, Yeah, I have a cat. He says, That's why you don't smell it. It's like people that have dogs oh. don't like if you have a dog in the house and it smells like a dog, and your whole house smells like a dog, you don't smell dog. That's true. because That's you're used
0: to dog. Old ladies wear more perfume because their noses are used to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll have to ask. But I mean. So it's so funny. And we all have like different yeah. equipment. I'm yeah. like, I get on red wines a lot. I get like forest floor. I get truffles. I get wet leaves. I get mushrooms. And my son's always like, cause now he hangs out with me like all the time. And he's like, Lucas Well, I
0: sometimes like leaves, I, truffles forest floor. You say that about everything, right? dad. You sometimes, some people hesitate to even say things because once you say it, you either are leaving the other person out or, or you're making them question their, their own sense, and everybody tastings different. And so sometimes you, my thing is you bond we'll, over it, but sometimes you separate by it. Yeah, but we all so, taste differently. That's yeah.
1: my point is, like, yeah. there's things that, like, I mean, again, like we were at last night with my son and a friend of mine. Who's totally normal, And we're all, like, the great thing about, like, three or four people around the table is everyone's getting something a little different. It's just Can we get agree on oxidative? Like It's oxidative, go. right? It's oxidative. Okay, so we've got that. It, it hasn't been fine in filter. Okay, we've got that. Look at the color. What are we looking at? What do we think this is? Because, I mean, we actually got it. What do we have, eight wines? And I think we got four of them, right? That's good. I know. That's That's crazy. That was crazy, crazy. My son got a Pinot Noir, which (laughs) I (laughs) was, although I was close. I was like, as soon as she poured I was like, Gamay. She's like, it's not Gamay. I'm like, fuck. And then I'm like, breathe a little bit. Then I'm like, uh, Norella Mascalese, Schiava. I was in that light. I was like in the right Room Just the wrong yeah, variety yeah. And he got that And I, I think I got a Roussan That nobody picked up That was just like A kind of stab in the dark yeah. That it was a white I mean who knows Blind tastings are impossible Yeah it's uh, But I, they're it's, fun Do you like them I don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm one of those guys that like keep your mouth shut and let people think you're a fool or open your mouth and prove it and be a fool yeah so i, I your blind I tastings are brutal but they're brutal you gotta you gotta and, be and imagine so we, we were
1: doing this last night with Pascaline and linda like circling our table I and no when way. we got the first one wrong because i'm telling you they should they should have been The first one comes, and we are like thank god they weren't next we're like cider i think it's cider and then we go from cider to like tinto sherry no it's a fino it's a fino sherry and they're like no it can't be sherry. we have we taste we haven't even tasted it yet and we taste it, like fuck this isn't sherry it's so what is this? What, and then we're like oh, completely. And we ended up like in in the Jura and it was Chenin Blanc yeah. Loire. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's like, the, that biggest, that's like the, the biggest. But that is one of the greatest that you can have – sweet, you can have bubbly, oh, sh- and you can have anything in between. Sh- you can make... The more I Shannon's think spaghetti. I know about Shannon, yeah, the less I will tell you what I know about Pascaline's
0: Shannon. Dark, it's her baby. It, it is. No, but it it's makes a sense. a world. It's a universe It's, it's the itself. greatest...
1: It's like Riesling, in a way. It's the greatest polymorph grape I know. You can have it sparkling. It's astonishing. You could have a dessert wine. It's incredible. And then you have it over cheese, over it. slate, over yeah. every soil type. Every vintage is different. It can be rich and round and opulent. Yeah. It can be super lean and saber-like. It's crazy. Yeah. And but we but we redeemed ourselves with some other ones. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I think blind tastings are just like kind of torture. And you're right, it's because you can who's the you I, are... I remember we were filming with Mike Madrigal years ago. We were at BarbeLude. And he had a great program going with the staff at oh, BarbeLude yeah. where every Thursday he would have uh, a wine salesperson come. So it could be Jenny and Francois, oh, that's it could be cool. friends, and they and he would have the entire staff meet at that big back table at the restaurant. Right, with the baptismal font, And, and they would wrap everything in aluminum foil, yeah. pour glass and everyone got it, busboys yeah. so everyone on the floor got a chance to talk and it was pretty cool that's nice because you learn each other and you learn to not be afraid Correct. and that's you the learn worst to put your thing end it. up like, and, yeah. i mean worse comes worse you're wrong but let's face it with blind tasting we're probably going to be wrong 90% be wrong. of the time yeah. if yeah. no one's giving you the i mean it might be easier if Dresner comes in but i mean if you're just being like blind tasted like you you're not being told new world or you're not being told anything right. so it's right. like walking in the dark oh. thanks so much for coming out hey this was fun
0: Oh, this, by the way, we didn't say the name of this one. This is from Sirens, oh, but it's Chateau de Soy, two thousand ten, sp- from Sirens. Spell that.
1: S e u i l. Low temp fermentation, blah blah blah. Apricot pineapple, yeah, yeah. And they said lemon, <laughs> I'm not getting lemon. They but you could, you would,
0: you would have this with food. I would want this with food I've, rather you than you like Ever
1: since that Lortoll baptism at was, Blue Hill, yeah, I'm just. It, she did the job. I mean, just yeah, opened she opened up really the did. idea really that did. you can do these things. And I think it's because of the acid. I think it's because of sort of the new style, and they've nice. all got this super acid backbone. Well, and people forget that there's— I mean, they're not going to eat this with steak. That pork that we had was sweet. There's sugar in beets.
0: There's sugar in roasted pecans in your salad. There's yep. sugar in a lot of things people are afraid of sweet, but there's sugar in everything we eat. We have palates that are genetically—we're drawn to sweet things. So don't be afraid of sweet. There's sugar in everything.
1: All right, stay tuned. We've got a good show next week. I don't know who's here. I never I never do the shows. You'll find out when you tune in next week. But it's probably about, let me guess, food and wine? Something tells me. Actually, I think it's Alice Firing is with me next week. Cool. I know it's Alice, so she's great. So right with the raw thing in our rearview mirror, Alice here to talk about natural wine, and then somebody else here to talk about probably more wine or more food, one or the other. See you next week. Take care, folks. And congratulations, Chicago Cubs. Go Chicago. Thanks, Mike.